Welcome to a special Flyover Media Presents. This is BJ. Uh, this week I sit down with Optics. He is a producer engineer from Brooklyn, New York. Um, he's worked with some favorites of our show. Um, Concept, Cap Callis, Homeboy Sandman, Joey Cool, John Connor, Jemiah Jones, who will play his song at the end of the interview here. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoy this. It was a lot of fun to talk to him. So uh, check it out. Welcome to a special flyover edition. I'm excited for this guest. Um, I've listened to him for a long time. Uh, it was somebody that I found through, uh, if you listened to her show before, you know we've had Concept on three times. We played a lot of his music. Um, I actually have producer, engineer. Um, this is Optics. That's what I call you. Optics on the line. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Like I'm a nerd, and I'm and like I, I've been like last night. I was taking notes, deep diving. Like most time, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm just like ah, they'll come on, but like uh, I was like really excited to talk to you. How I first heard of you was through Cap Callus and Concept Song, the worst. Because mm. I listened to the Concept, and then and then I saw this song he posted with Cap Callus, the worst, and it was produced by you. And I love that song. And oh, well, thank I, you. yeah, I love that song. So I was like, all right, let's see what else he's produced. And then I went through and some of the people that you've produced for, um, I, I had heard of because I, I found concept because of SoCon. This is, this is the funny part. So like in 2011, we're sitting around work. I sold TVs and electronics. Mm-hmm. I just got first Motorola where you could put HDMI in your phone and watch YouTube on the TV. So me and my buddies were like, hey, I wonder if people still battle rap. I was like, I don't know if they do. So we found SoCon. SoCon was a, he was a special one. Yeah. So I found this little short Jewish guy with with an afro, right? And then I was like, so I went on a deep dive. And then I found him and Concept Aspiration song. Then Mm -hmm. I found Brown Bag All-Star, Audible Doctor. And then, you know, and then uh, J57 and, um, uh, all those guys and then i found and then that's where i and that's when i went to silicon's first album and that's where he had homeboy sandman on and, and some of these other people so i just went this huge like new york deep dive of mcs and i've always been loved east coast more than uh that's where i'm 40 so i grew up listening to a lot of east coast we had west coast yeah. we know it uh, you know so some well, issues yeah, yeah. i mean in the midwest you know because i'm from cincinnati as we discussed before you started you know, we get we get a little bit of everything, but I was always more East Coast based just as a fan. And so obviously that's translated to where I live and music that I work on, too. Because you live in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. So what was it like going from Midwest area, kind of like where I live now, to, to Brooklyn, New York? Um. Well, it wasn't direct like that. So, you know, I, I grew up in Cincinnati and... Then, you know, I started making music in high school, had like a friend, like my best friend, we had a group together and we would sell our CDs in school. Then I went to Kent State and that's where I met Blitz the Ambassador, who I've been working with ever since. You know, so this is 2003. I went to Kent State. I'm 35 now. And yeah, started working with him. Uh, Realized school wasn't really for me. So I went down to Full Sail in Orlando. Um, like music recording school, got my uh, got my degree there. And when I was down there, that's where I met Cap Callis and his crew at the time, Caveman Theory. And um, so what, what am I tying this into again? I got a, I got a little lost there, <laughs> but coming from the Midwest. So you went to Full Sail, met Cap yeah, Callis. So I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in Orlando for a few years, working with a lot of people out there. And then the whole time, though, I'm working with Blitz, who I met in Ohio, and um, he was in living in Brooklyn. And so I came out here. I was going to move out here and just didn't know where I was going to stay yet. Just came out with a box of records, like my computer and a bag of clothes. First day, first night I'm on the couch. His roommate comes back from France and she's like, hey, know anybody that needs a room? I like raise my hand like, boom, here I am, you know? So it was kind of kind of easy transition, but it wasn't like I went straight from Cincinnati to Brooklyn. Like I was in Orlando first. The crew, the people I was around, it was a lot of East Coast transplants. It's uh, not as fast paced, but you know, a lot of people coming from New York to Florida. I mean, a lot of people go from everywhere to Florida. 
So it wasn't really a culture shock too much. And then just like through music, like it didn't, it didn't feel crazy. It didn't, it never felt like, like I wasn't, like I needed to like transition. Obviously I, I learned, I assimilated more over time, but it wasn't like this crazy thing of like, like I was never super wide eyed about it. I mean, I was also broke and, you know, ambitious. So I didn't have a lot of time to like walk around and explore. I was here for, for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. I had a job like that where I traveled and people always ask me, Hey, did you go here there? I was like, nah, I was there to work. Like I, I would work and go back to the hotel, go to bed, get up and do it over again. It was just mm-hmm. like, because you're focused on, on what you're doing. So you're, I'm 40, so you're 35. We're kind of in that wheelhouse. Do you, do you remember the very first hip, hip hop, um, like tape or CD that you bought? Uh, yes. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Coolio Gangsta's Paradise, the cassette single. <laughs> Mine was, uh, Public Enemy, Yo Bum Rush the Show. Oh, nice, nice. My, you know what's crazy? I, I, my kids are really into tapes. My five-year-old wanted a tape player for his birthday, and uh, he has. I just bought him like when I was record shopping a bunch of tapes, and one of them was that. So my five-year-old listens to Yo Bum Rush the Show. Actually, I, uh, I still have my tape player. It's sitting over here in our studio on our shelf of collectibles, uh, and it has Red Med Money Waters in it. So oh, okay. I found I'm, it. I'm like, not lucky enough to have that one yet. But the in uh, some decent collection over here. Yeah, and I just remember well, who were you've been making music since high school. Who were some of the the influence producers wise and DJ wise that you're that really inspired you? Well, I was always into the production aspect. Like I would make my own like little like cakewalk beats when I was like twelve, thirteen. And I was into, like, I didn't really listen to as much hip, like, I always loved hip hop, but like, I wasn't allowed to get anything with parental advisory sticker until I was 13. So I got into like Electronica a little bit first, like uh, the Prodigy, like, you know, they had a big marketing push in the States in like 96, if you remember. Yeah, was it and Firestarter? Yeah, Firestarter, yep. Smack My Bitch Up. Of course, I was allowed to buy the CD with a song called Smack My Bitch Up, but I couldn't <laughs> buy it. Right? Yeah, that's one thing about my mom. So I just grew up with my moms, and she never knew what she was buying us. No clue. Yeah, I know they caught on because I'm I I play it in the car always. My ah. parents are actually real cool and supportive with, with shit, so they've always listened to stuff in the car with me. But uh, but yeah, so so that my first big influence when I started making music would have been like the Prodigy, so Liam Howlett, their producer, and then. I got in from that. I got into more Chiba, which was like a lot more like down tempo, kind of like trippy, bluesy type stuff. And uh, and then I started getting more into hip hop, some more like standard stuff like Busta Rhymes, um, Master P. Uh, what else was like some of the first shit that I was really into? Like, you know, even earlier, I guess, Tupac. Like I, I had the Tupac album because Blockbuster sold CDs back then and they had the sticker covering the, the price tag was over the parental advisory so i got to get that uh but but like i was really influenced by everything starting off like whatever i would hear like i like mass you know if i would hear it i'd fuck with it so like master ace um i remember sitting on chrome was my shit so yeah. i really just would pull inspiration from everywhere at the beginning then when i started making beats i was a little more of a head i was a little more refined so premiere Large Professor, Havoc, High Tech, of course, being from Cincinnati, Alchemist, DJ Muggs, stuff like that. You yeah. know, a lot of people who are still influences of mine today. Yeah, I mean, um, Public Enemy, I, I, I was listening to it last night on the way home because there's a radio station on iTunes that you can listen to. It's called um, not Golden Age of Hip Hop, but Classic Hip Hop, and then Public Enemy came on. And that to me, that was one of the just just how big it was, and then just mm. you know, in Terminator X at that time, and then the, and the production of it, and then a lot of times is those were big, and then obviously DJ Muggs was you know big for was Cypress Hill, and then uh, but Premiere, I think Premiere is, is the one. A Gangstar, like one of my favorite songs is DeWick uh, from mm-hmm. Hard to Earn. Like Hard to Earn is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I, I just some about Premiere, and then when he worked with KRS One. Um, I love love KRS One. One of my favorite albums of all time, hands down, easy. 
and then um like you just you, you just start hearing the ding 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 then the beat drop and you're just like and then i didn't understand music the way i do now even though i'm 40 and then i was like all right i'm gonna try to make some beats right try to mm-hmm. experiment with it and now when i listen to music and this is what ryan said from from reaper records he's like you hear it differently and i was like yeah i didn't think i would because i'm like all right whatever now i'm trying to like what are they doing how are they doing this like and then and then and that's one thing it's actually make it's actually changed old songs i have a list to it's gave it a whole new meaning now oh yeah for sure well yeah i know like taking back public enemy like their shit was so crazy like like so actually the first show i ever saw as a teenager was public enemy really yeah like i still have the t-shirt from that show so yeah i was uh what was junior or senior in high school so it was the first like concert that i went to it was public enemy dilated peoples and black delicious oh wow and, and so like i was a big dilated fan a uh, black delicious had just come out with um what was was that a uh, blazing arrow blazing arrow that was a really dope album so I always had real eclectic taste because I was more like organic and almost like R&B influenced, you know. Um, but like Public Enemy, I was really excited to see Public Enemy, but I only knew like the hits from them at that time. Yeah. And they, their show was just crazy. It was so loud. Like it was amazing, you know, and like, like I feel like out of all of them, even though they were before my time, like I've been the most into them over the course of my life starting with that moment seeing them in that show and now you know it's like funny now because my kids love them yeah and that and that's awesome i got i got um a 15 year old son Mm. and then i got a 17 year old son and then we have another 17 year old who we just a guardianship of Mm. and what we used to do was we played this game um and i encourage them to listen i don't care what they listen to we, we play this game in the car and it's something cool to do with the kids like all right so i have i so we have apple family music i'm like all right when it's us three my wife listens to pop radio i love her she's beautiful but like her music just not what i want to listen to so mm-hmm. I, I always tell them to pick one song we rotate around and pick one song because i they may play something new that i may not know and like wow what is that and so and then i play some older music for them so like uh my youngest son colin is like he listens to like he listens like tupac now and then he, he was just uh in 36 chambers was probably one of my favorite albums because i came out right when i was 12 years old and oh, yeah. they listened to they were listening to wu-tang and some and they listened to some of the other stuff because a lot of music has changed so much because you don't want to be that guy hey get off my lawn i'm older yeah. you know it's like everybody that shoved beetles down our throat when we were coming up like oh beetles i'm like okay that's i don't cool the beetles are cool but that's not my that's not my shit i don't listen to it yeah, yeah it's important to stay up on like there's all kinds of new shit i like you know to this day like, i try to stay up on it. i feel like the 2020s made it a little more difficult just because we're more uh you know just being more separated from people you know, it's easy to just, you know, feel like I'm in jail every day listening to nothing but Bob Deep and Wu-Tang. <laughs> but, yeah, we were listening to the Colin, uh, Juice World, Juice World, he played that for me and, and I hadn't heard it. And then went back and looked at how much Juice World, like, loved the music, right? And then when his album came out, he had a few songs they really liked. And my son saw me listening to it and he's just like, we had that connection. I'm like, yeah, I like this song. It's a good song. And so that was pretty cool because <clears throat> my mom and me, she was listening to country. I was listening to hip hop. There was no give or take. And my brother is a huge hip hop head too, which was cool. And so we used to be this place called Karma and um, you could trade in your CDs. So I would listen to it for a week and then I'd go trade it in. they give you some kind of store credit. So you were able to keep buying CDs and that's how I just, and then I went back in and just started buying tapes it was weird how it changed one of my buddies ryan he was buying tapes and i was like all right so and so we'd go buy tapes and then i had a huge tape collection which i eventually got rid of which i wish it's like albums which you wish you wouldn't get rid of but you know you go through as you get older yeah, of so and then that was and that was and that was some of the um inspiration was for me because when i go through and, I, and every beat that i kind of made to a certain point it was just like it had that old east coast like boom it just you know it was banging instead of like the bebop and and so it was weird for me to get out of that and and so but i've been there's these couple kids that are my friends they're actually wanting to make music so 
um, Fruity Loops, which I think is something you use too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm my setup is so weird. Like, yeah, I use a really old bootleg version of Fruity Loops to this day. That's why I saw that. Yeah, three point five six. I got a. I I have to run an old laptop just to have it. It's just what I'm used to, you know. So I use Pro Tools to finish everything. You know, I'm not I'm not like stuck on it. I don't sit in Fruity Loops banging my head against the wall, but like it's still where I like to make like skeletons and like come up with ideas. Yeah, I uh, I actually have Fruity Loops. I got that, and I got that for Tanner, who's um, been coming over here. Really, what, what version you on to now? I know they're like way past where I'm at. I don't even know. Like I, the last line was the first line I actually used it, and I'm so used to using Logic Pro X that I was just like after like 15 minutes with it, and I was just like. I was like, I need to go back. Uh, I was like, I need to go back to what I use. But I see why he likes it. Tanner likes it because there's two kids, Tanner and Jaden. Jaden wants to be an MC, so I was like, dude, just that's fine. Do it. I I always encourage people now at 40, and I lost my pops. And I was just like, my mindset changed. Like, who cares? Just do it. Just try it. Like, who cares? And Word. so and so they made a song. I put it. I put some touches on it and I sent it to him. It wasn't very, it wasn't what they wanted. Right. And then guess what? They came right back. Tanner sitting in here banging, trying to bang out a beat. He's like, he sends me his beats when he gets them done. And then, uh, Jane made another song. And then, so I sent it to him and these kids are driving away from my house, just giggling, like listening to, listening to it. And that almost like re-inspired me to be like, okay. And so, and I'm going to take him to the studio on Wednesday to meet with repo who's an actual engineer like you and producer like you who has way more experience than i do i've been messing with now podcast yes but music i've only been messing with it for about six months yeah but as far as like you can you can record stuff you know what you know what to do like oh yeah and then they get the biggest compliment from ryan he's like well you have an ear for beats and i was like coming from him was a huge compliment yeah. um because the hardest thing is no matter what age you are showing somebody something mm-hmm. and, and seeing their reaction it's called repo records i feel like that sounds familiar it was he around like scribble jam era by any chance he's he's probably right around your age but he's based out of indianapolis oh. um but like he's you know he's the one who got to help us get that start and he gave me a uh is it a key ai akia is that how you say it i don't know if you know it's 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 one of those little mini keyboards you can get and he gave it to me he's like hey i know you're making beats oh, okay. okay yeah i never knew the name of it and I didn't realize how expensive these little things were. <laughs> and it, 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 this thing is so old. It's 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 the one where you put an iPod in it, right? But it still even used it's like one eighty for that. And I couldn't believe how much that thing still was. Um, so, um, what what has been? What is your process like? Is like you said. So you go in Fruity Loops. You use the older version, and that's where you get your skeleton from. Yeah, so like I'll, you know, I'm, I've kind of over the years I had phases where I'd be more on some like sample free shit, but at this point I know what I want to do, I know what makes me feel inspired. So it's like I'm, I make some sample free stuff. I love working with musicians or coming up with things, but like my favorite shit is just finding like weird old records that you can't, you can't find the artist online. Nobody else has sampled it. Like that's my shit, you know, and. uh so I, I usually just listen to records. I prefer to make only make beats when artists are in the studio with me. Uh, COVID's made me kind of get back to making stuff on my own again. But like for a while, pre, pre-March, the deal with me was kind of like, if I'm inspired, I'll make beats by myself. But most of the time, I tell people to come over and I'll just, you know, we'll pour a drink and, you know, hang out, talk, kind of like catch a vibe and then cook something up from scratch like listen to some records something catches our ear boom let's go um so like i'll just find samples chop up the little pieces i want throw it on a flash drive hop on the the what i call like the little laptop (laughs) the one that runs fruity loops and like bang something out real quick and i'll use the the keyboard like an mpc so that's kind of like a weird funny thing or really more like a asr um you know, I'll like play stuff out live and record it, move things around if I need to, and just get like a quick idea. Like it might sound like shit on there, but once I got the idea out, I'll take bounce out the stems, go to to uh, Pro Tools, and then that's where I'll like arrange and pick the parts and like add more like my drum sounds and 
you know, like make it sound full, like a full production. But they'll be sounding crazy coming out of Fruit Loops sometimes because I'll just know where it's going to go. So I'll just throw as many sounds at the wall, like kind of on some public enemy shit, you know, throw a bunch of sounds at the wall and then peel stuff away till it sounds good. Yeah, because yeah, that's what I do is I always start. I was I I actually start with the drums because that's kind of what Logic Pro's had you start, but now I've been starting out with like weird sounds, and I have all the the extra stuff downloaded or whatever, and then I just sit here and, and wait for a weird try. To, and the new thing now is like I'm trying to build off a weird sound. Can I make some out of something like what is this right? Mm-hmm. And then you get it down, layered it out, and then I'm like, wow, that did turn out. And so that to me, that's like it's so much, it's so challenging, and and so it's so much fun because. Um, you did, uh, for Jamel Jones, you did no chances, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm going to correct you real quick too. Jamile Jones. Jamile. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So no chances. That's actually be made by myself. That's um, dude. And then he came in, it was actually my girl's birthday party. So this is, I remember the, I have the date marks. He came in March 10th, surprised us. He just had a baby daughter and had been kind of MIA for a little while. So him and his girl and his daughter came to my girl's birthday party on March 10th of this year, and I played him that beat, and he sat on my couch in the studio with his daughter, like, laying next to him, and started, I don't know if he was writing it and, like, saving it, but he was like, yeah, I want this. I want to fuck with this. And then he recorded it on his own, sent it to me, and I mixed it. And yeah, I, that's one of my favorite songs. Like I've released a lot of music this year, so I kind of forget about that one and forget about like stuff that I've done. Cause I've been trying to just keep working and plowing forward. But that's that's one of my favorite beats. I feel like that I put out this year. Like I really like, I, for like nerdy reasons, I really like that one because I got my uh, deep cover type bass line in there. Oh, I was I was makes me happy. <laughs> like, I was I played it three times on the way home. I was just oh, like it, t- yeah. it took it took it took me back. Like that, that one's you know like I feel like I've been putting out a lot of stuff with Cap and Psalm One uh, this year. It's like I don't I don't always know what joints people hear, so I'm I'm glad that you that you brought that one up. Man, I, I it's it's took me. He's, such, he's so talented. He's such a good dude. We got some insane music just like in the stash or whatever whatever happens to come out that's what i'm playing uh so like after we know this episode this will be the song that will end the show but it oh, took don't. me it took me back to the i'll, ni- I'll tag him I'll let, I'll let him know took me back to the 90s and i was just like i was just like i was just like uh, this it, i was like man it's a banger i was just like i was just like it just like i had just worked from eight in the morning until eight thirty at night got in my car and i was like hey i'm gonna listen i'm gonna listen to this put my headphones on and uh i listened to it and all of a sudden i got home and i was just like you know what i i just it just because we know music is is can do a lot to the mental state and i just listened to it and i just kept listening to it and i was just i don't know it, it it's something that makes you want to like it's a song if you want to if you're gonna go for a run gonna lift or or you know if you just want to get amped up, it, that's the way it made me feel it, was, it, it made me think of like the old Wu Tangs when it hit, like it hit, and then the way he went off, I was just like, and I just, I was like, all right, what else has he done? So I also, I also went and looked for Gone Crazy, uh, mm-hmm. which the other one that the other one I was just, I just started looking for every bit of music that he did, and that's and that's where I found you, and that's why I always tell people like, you know, that's how I found Concept, and I'm like, just keep looking. There's so many talented artists out there that you that you don't know, oh, yeah. who's part of stuff is is because of you know. SoundCloud did a lot, a lot of great things for a lot of people, you know, the internet. And then, I mean, look what I'm doing right now. I'm uh, talking to you. You're in New York. We're going to put out a podcast, you know what I'm saying? But just keep looking. And, and I think that. And yeah, I, th- oh yeah. There's so many, so much great music that's always coming out. You know, it's hard. It's easy to get overwhelmed because it's so oversaturated, you know, but like, as far as like the amount of people putting out really good shit, you know, that's never really changed. Like there's always been good shit. It's just, it's easier for more people to do it. So it gets lost in the shuffle, I think. But the, you know, the cream rises to the top over time. And, you know, it's like, I see that with different people I work with people are all kinds of stages. You know, I worked with John Connor for years. He got signed to aftermath, you know, you see uh, concepts out doing his thing now. 
Um, you know, I got my guy Mean Joe Scheme that I work with here, who a lot of people listening probably haven't heard. We got, we're about to release fourth project we've done together. Yeah, his, his, cool, his last you know? one, One Fine Day, was really good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, I should, I, I should send you a mask. We got the You'll Be Fine masks. Yeah, we'll put up in it because that's one thing about the studio. We have concept. When he was in Asia, he sent us some. We got socks and a shirt from him. And he sent, cause like, uh, it, that's one thing is, is like concepts, a good dude. Um, when, and I got to know him outside of, um, just interviewing and we stay in contact and then he sent me some unreleased songs and then he went above and beyond like, cause, cause he was my favorite artist, right? He was, he still is. I'm sorry. He's, he's like the guy that I go listen to. And a lot of times, a lot of times was when you, when you talk to people and, and it's the same way with talking to you right now, you don't know how they're going to be. Oh yeah, it's nerve wracking because I thought like I, I met a lot of my favorite artists, and it wasn't like it's not always bad, but it's not always good either. Sometimes it's amazing, you know. That's what that's what he said when he worked at Fat Beats. He's like, I met a lot of people I looked up to and did not go. And so um, when my pops fast, he sent me a text message and stuff like that, and then and then stay in contact a uh, a lot during that time. And so um, I sent him like two of my beats, and I like he didn't respond for two days because he does. That's just him, right? And then um, he's like, "Hey, man, these are really good." And I was just like, "And right there, like, I was good." I was like, "Okay." Then, like, then that just solidified that, like, you know, you should believe in yourself, and you know, more than than you think you should, or you should believe in yourself more than a lot of times you do. What? Yeah, he. Yeah, he's uh, one of the things that most impressed me about him was we all did a showcase out of South by Southwest. And uh, he was handing out, he had a uh, concept J57 lighters and he was just all day out handing those out to people, talking to people. And I'm like, yo, like I'm a studio rat. I got, I'm like, I just, I can't do that. <laughs> like the, my, my social endurance isn't there to do something like that. And that was like one of the things I was most impressed with, with him. Yeah, and then and yeah, and uh, and so and and that's where that's where it was like an inspiration is like when we got fans here doing the podcast was trying to make sure we did it the same way about replying back and saying thank you or you appreciate it because because yeah. at times like you said it's 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 it it's an, it takes a lot when you're trying to make sure you reply back to everybody and hey I like the show and they're like you're like all right cool thank you and said so like oh really that's awesome and you know and that's one thing that I had to learn was like how to interact with people who wanted to be around you and who wanted to be on the show. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially with hip hop. And I feel like being in New York, there's kind of like a bad example with that where people, a lot of people take fans for granted or they kind of will like think their fans are corny or something, you know, not like, like everybody appreciates fans, but it's like, I've noticed some things where like it, people are afraid to be open. And that's something I'm always trying to not fall into, you know, especially like being more of an introverted person. Like, I think that's really important to like leave a good impression. I feel, you know, meeting people like I met Buster Rhymes and it's like such an amazing experience. He was, you know, I've heard mixed reviews of people meeting him in person, but he was such an open individual and like was really excited in that moment um i was with john connor on k slay's like radio show and like he he just get, showed us so much love on on you know live on the air and shit and like like that has always stuck with me you know i never met him again after that but like that always stuck with me like and made me appreciate meeting him and there's other people who like you know just seem like they're a little caught up in like being worried oh what's this guy gonna ask what are they gonna want from me you know like and that's it's it's good to not get stuck in that and just like appreciate like you said the people that want to be around you yeah i'm an introvert i do not like i talk for a living at work i mean i'm in retail management so i'm always on the phone or returning text messages when i'm outside there i don't want to talk but it's almost like doing doing podcasts has, has like I can do that for three, four, five hours at a time and and be cool and talk to anybody but outside of work like if you came over here and hung out like 
I can be weird at times and I'm trying to get better at that. Cause I'm just like, all right, I'm like, what are you going to ask me? Are you going to ask me to do this? Do you, you know, cause you walk in the studio and you have a studio too. Like, what are someone going to ask me to do? You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I got to get past that. I think that's, yeah, no, I, yeah. well, it's good. It's double edged short. Cause yeah, it, it's, uh, I definitely have like tightened up my circle a lot just cause I felt like I didn't have time to entertain everything that came my way at a certain point. And then it's a matter of choosing what's the best fit for me and and also what inspires me. So, you know, like, like even, even concept, for example, you know, like concepts really dope. He's a great performer, but like, you know, we haven't worked on music in a little while and it's just cause how much time do I have for everything I'm trying to do? So I have to make, tough decisions on how to use my time being a father having to work and you know working on what projects i can yeah I, yeah and, and that's why we stopped their show smutcast which was a great show but ap was you know and, and uh he he has a job he had two young daughters he's married then got into real estate and it's like you know and i saw and like i owe everything to him he's gonna listen to this and be like why do you say that but like he inspired me Cause he's one of those people like, man, I'd like to do this. He's like, all right, let's do it. And he would push you to do it. And then kind of rubbed off of me. Same way with those kids. We're like, Hey, I want to learn how to make a beat. Cool. You want to make a song? Cool. Like, and I'm around those people, high energy people who, and I would, I tell everybody my role, my studio is this, I will help you do anything in the world. Just don't be late and don't fucking waste my time. If you waste my time, yep. I'm done. Yep. Yep. Gotta there's be been, on time. There's, there's there's talented people that have made me wait. You know what? Don't work with them anymore. <laughs> no, and, and that's it's one thing that drives me insane. Now, one thing I have to ask you is one of the artists that I, I got into, uh, obviously, was, was Cap, right? Mm -hmm. Is <laughs> That cat seems like he's on a different level in a good way. Like, when it comes to just, like, because I know he's from Florida, and he's yeah. out in LA now, but like I watch his Instagram <laughs> stuff like that. Is he that interesting in person as he is that you see on like his music and social media presence? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, no, Cap Cap is a force of nature and that's his that's been almost like his gift and a curse in a way, because some people get intimidated by that. Um and he can't shut it off. <laughs> But I, you know, me and Cap were roommates when I lived in Florida, um, and we've always, like, you know, I like working in person. So like when he moved to LA, and I moved to New York, you know, it was like we'd work when we were in the same room. Like, I actually just sent him a couple beats the other day because I we're working. Well, I'm gonna get him out here. We got a really dope project that we got to finish up. You know, I know we just we put out a million singles this year, but we have a whole album too. Um, and I did most of Black Mass which just dropped. Yeah. Um, I, I checked that out. And then, cause yeah, yeah. he has that, uh, that horror vibe, um, in his videos. Yeah. I mean, and, that's just the shit he's into. Yeah. You know? And then, um, and then that's why I heard him on the worst. And then like, he had one of the best lines where he was talking about, uh, porn stars, vagina, still my eyelids. And I was like, I gotta be fucking, <laughs> and I was, it, that's what stuck with me out of that song was like, and, uh, but his other stuff and he's another guy, Followed him on Twitter. I said, hey, man, I read blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, I really appreciate it. And he sent me a message back or whatever. And then it's and that's where I was like, that was the other reason I was like, I'm going to keep fucking with his music was is he was just almost like he was shocked. Like, hey, cool. I appreciate it. Not not like you should be shocked, but like the way he handled it was like the same way when I DM'd you like two years ago, you sent me um, a song. Uh, I think, yeah, you sent me that and you're like, hey, that was just for the people that, that have been supporting me. And I never forgot that. Oh, it was yeah, was that the the John Connor? I th I think so. Um, because yeah, yeah. I, he had a song called "Thank You," thankful, thankful. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then oh so, damn, I forgot about that. That's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because I was like, uh, uh, yeah, thankful John Connor. Uh, unreleased song. It means a lot. And I was just like, thanks for sending the song. I blah blah. Uh, this track is just for you in a small fit. Yeah. And I was just like, it, and I don't think a lot of people realize that is sometimes it's just the little things. Or it was shit, man. I'm glad that message. That was like, like, yeah, I kind of, kind of forgot about it. Cause it's funny. I said that to like 
you know, a handful of people on different platforms that had reached out or like, you know, engaged with me, like whoever, whoever I felt like had really had like, you know, honest, authentic, like engagement with me and what I'm, and what I'm doing. And like a lot of those, a lot of, now that I think about it, a lot of those people still, still, still are following me to this day. So that's, that's dope, man. Yeah. And, and it's because that's one thing we tried to do here with our podcast and other shows was like, we created like this little group of, you know, we always had each other. We try to support each other, uh, share each other's shows, have each other on each other's shows and, and, and try to help out that way and try to create a community. That's where we're trying, we were trying to create a community cause it's not, it's not easy. Um, to do it because there's so much jealousy at times, but we found a good group of people we stuck together and, um, and, and I, and I, that's why we have a lot of people that kept coming back to us. And that's one of the, the one of the shows I do is uncle Buckhouse, uncle's Buckhouse, um, is because, um, the way that, you know, we handled things and stuff like that. He's like, I want to work with you. Cause you know, I, I just, you know, how, how you are. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that, you know, because you, you want to, you want to leave a legacy of, of who you are. And it's weird is, I don't know if you're, are you a movie fan at all? Like a Marvel and all those type movies? Um, I mean, I, I like them. I'm like, I'm such, I have such tunnel vision almost. Like I'm such a hip hop nerd. <laughs> like movie, I love movies, you know, like when I, when they, you know, might pique my interest. Like I watched uh, Annabelle last night. I thought that was. Real. I wish that was a series, not a movie. I feel like they could have explored it a lot more. I don't know if they, if you saw it. I no, was- I've been ever since I ever since I got Logic Pro X. I like you said. I, this is all I've been doing the podcast. Yeah. But other than that, I've been back. I've been back here like either a podcast making beats or helping helping uh, Tanner and Jaden. Uh, with music, that's all I've been doing. That's that's basically. Well, yeah. If you get yeah. a minute, that's that's one new movie that I'd I'd recommend. Um, but but there's a saying in Doctor Strange that um, uh, the Enchanted one said, or the Great one said, was without without death, life has no meaning. And I never understood it for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then my pops passed, and I was like, okay, I get it. It's about legacy. What are you leaving behind? And yeah. and that's one of the things was I thought about was like how he lived and and how I'm doing is like. I just want to constantly give back, just get that's give back unselfishly, and then, and then people who want to f- keep fucking with you, then have them jump aboard. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing, and then get rid of all the day. And that's why I go back to AP. He he's such a huge ball of positivity, and uh, he's super talented photographer, videographer, and uh, just and we, we were able to do a bunch of cool shit together, and. And that's who I try to keep around me is, is a bunch of positive people trying to do, you know, do cool things. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's a big thing for me. And I also like, like, you know, I feel like the other layer that I added to that for me was people who were really going to push me creatively. Um, and like, you know, like every song I produce, you know, I want it like somebody for somebody out there, it's going to be the first thing they ever hear from me. And I try to keep that in mind because like sometimes you might do something you're like, all right, this is dope. But then when it, you hear it through somebody else's ears, you're like, oh, this isn't really like the, my introduction though. And so I, tr- my new challenge for myself is to have everything I do be a great introduction of me as a producer, <laughs> which is, which is hard. Cause you got to appease you know artists as well. You know, if they're, yeah, it can't be all about me, but I, but I try to like put, push myself to like handle everything on my end in such a way that like, I don't feel like I'm compromising anything and I'm getting their vision that they want to have at the same time, which, you know, it's hard to do. And that's how he was. And that's why I loved AP was. And cause I was like, Hey, let's do it. We, we were doing a show and he's like, our sound's not right. And I'm like, all right, man, let's just, you know, let's just get a show out. And he's like, no, he becomes mm-hmm. so obsessed with it. And now I'm up because that rubbed off of me. So now if I see a video if I, or I see someone take a photo, I'm like, and I see it differently. And a lot of that came from him and I didn't know I had it inside of me, but he brought it out. And now, yeah. and now when I, now when I see something, I'm like, Hey, da 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 da. And he's just, 
he just smiles and laughs because he's so talented on the artistic side that it pushed me to like yeah you have great content but your sound is shit and so we got the sound fix we got the sound foam we, we put this up uh, and if this is not right like in you know I, I read somebody that someone tweeted i can't remember who it was like hey if something takes six months longer to make it right like take that time just don't because at times i'm giddy i, I just want to get something out like you know i want to get this yeah. i'm gonna get this episode out tomorrow right mm-hmm. but if it if there if there was an issue with it not being right i i would delay it um in some aspects on it just because it's something that i'm proud of that i that i was able to talk to you and and it's weird is in 2020 like <laughs> i'm able to have someone who i'm a huge fan of just chop it up on the phone and text me like hey you ready you know to me i i'd still like a little kid at times <laughs> thanks man that's but I think I think in a world of negativity, and that's why you know I, I change my aspect a lot on things. Is just like man, it just try to find the positive and everything. And, and if you listen to someone's music, like just let them know and you know listen to it. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing for me. But people don't always know how to understand, how to take that too. Like there's like uh, like so one of my favorite. There's a little bit of a tangent maybe, but like one of my favorite artists, like new artists, this guy Quality. You heard of him? No. So yeah, Q U A apostrophe L I T Y. I've never met the dude. We, I know some like we have some like people in common, but it's like never even come up that we have people in common, you know. And uh, he's just dope. He makes his own beats. It's like very current shit. It, some of his stuff's a little R and B influenced. Most of it's like more like trap type beats. He's just super dope. And like so, I'll be like every like I feel like he's been quiet he's been doing art since like covid hit like he's a dope artist as well evidently of course because talented people are great at everything but um <laughs> but like his stuff's so dope i'll sit there and promote it through my twitter my instagram just because i think it's dope and like you know and he's been real cool um but it's not like you know, so I don't know him. I've never talked to the guy, you know, and like, I have my own platform. People, you know, like yours talking about how you like my stuff, you know, but I don't know if he even knows I make beats, you know, it's just like, but because I fuck with this shit so hard because I am a fan, I'll sit there and post it. And like, it, it like makes me angry that he's not more well known. Cause it's so clear to me that he's a special talent, you know? And like, I don't think I ever need to produce for him. Cause I don't, I think my skill set. Like he makes beats. He doesn't. What the fuck does he need me for? You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. And 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 that's and that's one of those things that's that's pretty cool about it. You know. And I got uh, who was it? I got called a music snob because I would always try to find stuff people weren't listening to. And I'm I I, I was because I was like people were like oh check this out and I was like I I got in a bad rut of like you know I'm not listening to any mainstream music music if it's on the radio I'm not I'm not messing with it and because I felt like they were just pushing um, commercial artists and and I'm not blaming the artists like I'm not like you know they hey we got you the contract like Spose uh, from Maine who's who's um, I listened to him and he has a song called Pops uh, Pop Star but he signed a contract went out to L A and they tried to change everything about him. And he, you know, he got dropped like seven months later. Well, yeah, I mean, I got to secondhand, you know, see see a little bit of of what that's like when you know I worked very closely with John Connor at the time. Then when he got signed, things changed a lot with that situation. And you know, so I kind of I wasn't there for everything, but a homie of mine was and like so i just kind of got to see what like that was like with him being signed to aftermath and you know his project never did come out uh he released an album this year though so good for him on that you know getting some stuff out because he still has a lot of people that fuck with him but um but you know it was very eye-opening you know like it's like i never even think about like it's never even a thought when you're in the studio with me if you're talking about like oh getting signed and all this it's like like that doesn't inspire me at all. <laughs> like, like there's people, you know, you can, it's hard, but you can make it happen yourself. There's direct lines to people, to the fans everywhere. You know, it's hard to use. It's hard to stand out. It takes work and stamina, but like you, 
just like thinking about trying to take these routes that everybody else has, you know, like if you're saying like, like it doesn't like hearing a new mainstream artist isn't particularly exciting to me unless something about it makes me excited. Kendrick Lamar made me excited when he came out. You know, he, I know he's not even new anymore, but like, I remember I was skeptical of him until I got to the song with MC8 to uh, what Mad City. Like I was a late skeptic. And then it was like, boom, I was converted. Like in that instant, like the, I was listening to the album. I thought it was dope, but like when that song hit, I was converted, but it took that long. Cause like, I was kind of like, God, oh, this guy's another industry guy, you know? Yeah. And that, and that was the same. I disappeared from music for like, I want to say five years, which basically mean, um, one I had, you know, I just had the music that I had on my phone or my iPod and that's all I listened to. I didn't listen to anything else. I don't know why I did it. It was so weird, but I just went through, I just went through that phase and, and I just didn't, <laughs> and then I finally got out of it. And then I realized I can go back and, um, and, and find things I didn't like. And, um, and now I find that passion again. I'm like, Ooh, what's this? And I listen to it. And then, um, and I really enjoy, and I really enjoy it because, you know, music's such an important part of a lot of people's lives and, and what it can do for people's mute moods and, and what, and just, it, you know, you throw on the right joint at a party, watch what happens. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that, and that's where I just spent more and more time going into, uh, uh, music and listening to it. And then have, now that I see like m trying to make a beat and then I listen to like some of your songs and some other people's songs, I'm like, I have no fucking clue. And, but it's such a, but it's a huge challenge. And I was just like, and to me, and it, it's, you know, at 40, it's, you're never too old to like, you know, it, try something, you know? And, and that's why I was like, I'm gonna put myself out there and try. And I send it to some of my buddies and like, man, I really like this. And I'm like, all right. And then I listened to my, I made like 25 or 26. They're not real long, but, and then I started, you know, and I would send them out and, and I, at first I was like, I don't want nobody to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I'm doing this and then I sent them and I, I sent everything to AP. Well, yeah, I mean, when we're done here, send, send me some. <laughs> well, oh, I definitely, I definitely will. And, and, and that's just where now that I'm making them and that's where I was like, I want to interview for a while, but I wasn't doing phone interviews. I wasn't, but I was like, man, I just, I have a huge appreciation for producers and engineers on the music side. I've done, I produced a lot of shows, but like my appreciation for what you guys do and like what Ryan does with musicians and, and bands. And I was just like, Jesus, it's, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, producers, producers run the industry. And like, if you don't have a certain level of status, you kind of get shit on a little bit. Um, but like, how was I going to put it? Like, like there's an interesting, there's an interesting hierarchy in the music business, you know, like people that work for the label are kind of like on top and then artists, you know, and I'm talking kind of as far as like more like value that's placed on them, not fame. And then you get producers, but then it's like crazy. Like it's something I try to be really cognizant of is like you got people that like musicians, people that play instruments. Cause I can't really play any instruments. I put, I play keys a little bit, but like, you know, I feature like my guy, Noah Drayblatt. He, he plays sax and flute on a lot of stuff for me. My guy, Brett symbolic. He played all those instruments on the worst for cap and concept. Uh, he's a Flint, Michigan guy, another Midwestern dude, you know, like musicians kind of get the, the more trained you are, the more the short end of the stick you get almost, you know, like, um, as far as like the music industry, like, cause nobody puts featuring the guitarist that's on the back. No. And, you know, that's, that's something I'm like, without having the credits look cluttered and crazy, that's something I try to get away with, you know, or get get away from is you know anybody that works with me on stuff making sure they're paid fairly and getting percentages fairly you know it's like because if I, if i can't pay you up front and you just play a guitar on a track with me you know you're you're a co-producer then because you you took that leap and you did something for free for me so it's like oh if i get if i'm gonna get money i shouldn't go with the industry standard which is that i give you nothing i should split this up right you know like 
Uh, I don't know, it gets a little bit away from what you were saying. This is just like a point. This is something I like talk about with people a lot because no, those are things it's that it's not I, like 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 giving credit where it's due is very important. Um, it has it has some inside stuff that like you know it's weirdest because like you'll listen to a song and you don't know a lot of times because now music is a little bit easier for people to make. We know that because like I said, someone yeah. can make a song here in in, in my studio and in, in your studio. But like you don't, you know. I was talking to Ryan about it, and I was just like, "Man, I can't get these guitars the way I want." And I was like, "Da da da," and he's like, "Dude, you know, I play guitar." And but I was like, and and I was just like, "It's things like that." And I was like, "Well, if if I went through and did it this way, what if I, you know, I, I started thinking about, oh man, how much stuff is actually involved in, you know, making one if you use bands, if you use these things, and and that brings up a great point that like a lot of people don't understand that they just hear a song and don't realize how much might go into it. Even uh, on a hip hop song, they might not realize how much still goes into a hip hop song compared to, you know, a, a rock song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it, it's still, especially now it's like, you know, people are really doing on a major label. Like, you know, there'll be five producers on one song, you know, you'll have all these people playing instruments on stuff. And then like the producers will pull pieces from everybody's input. You know, so, so yeah, so shout out Brett Symbolic, though, for the worst, since we talked about that track a couple of times, because uh, he's worked on a lot of shit with me. And uh, he killed that. Like, that track wouldn't exist without him. You, if I played you the version of that beat before he got on it, that shit was trash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, was, that was a throwaway. Then I showed it to him, and he played all those guitars and, like, keys and the bass line on there. And then it was like, oh, so it was, like, based on my idea, but he took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, and they actually—if you're listening, check it out. There's actually a video for that, the worst uh, with um, Concept and um, Kev Callis. It's uh, it's a pretty cool video because it's it's that's that's the thing about it is, and that's what I love about where we're heading in direction is because someone, if you have like AP, what the stuff he has, we can make a music video. Uh, what stuff we have, we can make the beats and record it. And now, so we've kind of taken away some of the stuff that people didn't have access to before but they're still like you're just explaining like the record companies getting signed they're still like to get to that level and then then once you get to that level it seems like a lot of things can just get taken away from you out of your hands and out of control yeah you see you see it all the time people get signed and then the label tries to control yo you need to do it this way but it's like if but they also don't want to do artist development they want to find people that are already popping so it's like why would you change the way somebody's doing things if you're signing them because of how their team operates <laughs> it doesn't make sense no they don't they, i mean because there's because there's not that much before you know if you go back and even watch um uh straight out of compton like they go through it a little bit when ice cube is going to priority and they're talking about i gotta get your money then how they get paid, you know, and how people get paid on the back end for this. And then do you actually own your own music? And that's something that like, I love doing podcasts is, and someone was like, won't you ever apply for a radio station? I was like, I, I run and control all this. I don't, I have to worry about what I say. I don't have to, I don't have a boss. Um, yeah. and it's so much more well, yeah, freedom. If you got a day job, like there's nothing wrong with, I have a day job, you know, like, and like, this has been my best year with music. Like I think creatively and also monetarily, but the fact that I got a day job just takes that pressure off. And I think that's why it's been such a good year. Cause I can just create freely and not worry like, Oh, is this going to fit the format or whatever, whatever, you know, because at the, at the end of the day, I know that my basic expenses are going to be covered. And it's like, I don't need to make music all day. I'd rather make it as I'm inspired. You know? yeah and that's kind of that's kind of how i and that's how i feel with podcasts like i hadn't put out i put out the lost tapes of smugcast a big success and appreciate everybody listening to it but i hadn't i hadn't wanted to interview or talk to anybody and then all of a sudden i got into making music and then i knew i knew that you're a producer and um and everything i was like you know what i was like i want to listen to him and have you know and just talk to someone else about it and then kind of their mindset was it and that that was the whole idea behind um all that mm. Like I was inspired, I was like I want to talk to somebody, and um, and then you're gracious enough to to come on the show and and uh, be able to talk about array of anything. Hey, but, I mean, uh, we're, I got a but we're all we're all busy, but also none of us are doing shit, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm con yeah, I'm, I'm 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 excited too because like I'm 
you know, we've never even spoke on the phone, but I've like, like we've had a, a connection online. Like we've known, you know, I've known of you now for, for a while, just from like you reaching out online. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to finally like speak and hop on the phone. I'm not a big text or like DM person. Like I'm, I like to still have conversations on the phone. So I'm happy just like, even if we weren't recording this, I'd just be oh, happy that we're actually having a combo and, and getting to know each other for real. Like that's uh, dope. People get annoyed at me because they'll be like, they'll just send me a text and, and I'll call them. They're like, why'd you call oh, yeah, for it? Fuck them. That's what I do. <laughs> because I don't want to sit here and text on the phone and be looking down the whole time. So I just, I, I'm a caller. I always have been. Um, now, one question I have to ask you, and this is going to be a very difficult question. Um, we okay. used to do this on our old show, but I won't ask you all of it. Actually, I will. If you had to take one book, one record, and um, one movie with you on an island, and that's all you could watch, listen to, and read for the rest of your life on that island, what would you take? Um, I'd take, let's see, I, I don't know. I'd take some, like, some Tolstoy or something, something that I've never read that I've never bothered to care to read because I'd have a lot of time on my hands. So I might as well take something really dense and long and try to figure it out and appreciate it for the book. Uh, I used to, I read a lot as a kid and I don't read much anymore to be honest. So like, but that would be, that'd be a good challenge. Something that'll occupy some time. So I don't know, like war and peace or some shit, something, something that I wouldn't be interested in otherwise. Um, so I, right, part one was easy <laughs> movie. Uh, I can't like uh, get over and say like the Godfather trilogy, can I? If it's a box set, can I take a box yeah. set? I'll let you take it. You're gonna take the box set, Godfather. Um, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, I'll do that. Two's better. No, no, no. Two's better than one. But if I can get a box set, I'm taking something funny. By the way, Godfather Two is better than Godfather One. People get mad when I I used to. Uh, one yeah, of my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Um. Can I, can I switch it up completely and say like a box set of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can. No, Godfather was my first, that was, that was the first thing that popped in my head. So I'll just roll with that. Um, album. That's difficult. I figured it'd be because every time we ask somebody, it's like either they're a movie head, but obviously you're, you're, uh, obviously in, in the music business and everything. Like that. I knew that one was going to be harder. Um, if I had, you know, I'm not a big, I don't think I'd need some like happy music or anything. So I'm going to go only built for Cuban links. Ooh, Raekwon. I think if I, yeah, like. It's got ice cream on it. I love that song. One album for the rest of my life. I want to, I definitely want to have a screw face. Like I, I, I don't enjoy Like obviously there's great happy music out there. Like. One of my favorite songs, this is really random. One of my favorite songs is uh, Sunday Shining by Finley Quay. Super happy song. But I like depressing. I like sad. I like dark music. You know what my guilty pleasure pleasure, pleasure song is? What? It is uh, uh, Myler Cyrus. Guilty. <laughs> like, um, it's a, just a guilty. She's got some dope production on some of those songs. Well, it was the uh, We Can't Stop one. It was our guilty pleasure song. Um, that you don't admit to people you listen to, but you know if you hear it, you're, you nod your head a little bit. That was my guilty pleasure. I, you know what's funny is I don't know it offhand, but I'm sure if I heard it, obviously I would know it. It's when she was uh, with Mike Two or the producer, I think. Or, Mike Will. Yeah, my yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Will's he he's crazy. This shit's dope. So that. Makes well, like I said, is um. So go ahead, and uh, we're gonna wrap this up. But I do want you to go ahead, and then. Do this obviously. Uh, do the social media, and then um, anywhere else anybody else can be able to find find you at, and then find your music at. All right, cool. So, yeah. So if you want to follow me, uh, it's fine. Me, me and BJ communicate more on Twitter. I'm not on there as much, but <laughs> uh, I'm. This is optics on everything. So Twitter.com/slash this is optics at this is optics. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Instagram's probably the best place to reach out to me. Um, Facebook, I don't really, I'm pretty much off Facebook in 2020. I had to give that up, but Chris Optics Jones, I'm on there a little bit. Um, 
But yeah, main thing is reach out on Instagram. I got, you know, everything's linked in bio. So anything I've worked on is in that link tree in my bio. New stuff with Cap Callus. We've been dropping a bunch of music this year. We just dropped his Black Mass album, which I produced a bunch of joints on. We got a single uh, bag with Ritz that uh, came out a few months back. A bunch of stuff earlier in the year. All my stuff with Jamile Jones, Mean Joe Scheme. Um, do I have... You know what? I'm going to throw a link in there for like a Spotify playlist. Got some of my older production with Blitz the Ambassador, other stuff like that. But you know, a lot of new, new music coming on the way. Some surprises. Got a new Mean Joe Scheme project. Got a new Cap Callus project. Come, both coming very soon. Um, probably have some some, some cool gear associated with those you know no, nobody's buying albums so you know rock a shirt um that's that's really that's really it other than that just you know stay positive take a break from the internet when you need it breathe eat healthy you know drink some whiskey all that <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely check it out. Like I said, is there's a lot of people that he's worked with that um, I was fans of and didn't know that you had worked with them. Like you know, and because a lot of times you don't see now you see more produced by than before. And then I was like, wow, I was like I was listening to that, and then and then so it's just crazy how it works out. And then always support music, listen to it, get it out there, and then um, and and just. I don't know. It's kind of like when you, you dig for records, it's kind of like what I do. I just keep trying to dig for different kinds of music and different people. And that's something that I've really, I mean, cause I went from not knowing anybody to interviewing concept, interviewing you. So like I said, is I, 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 I do feel very blessed in life because, you know, take a chance yeah. guys, 2020. I know it's rough year, but take a chance. Start a or podcast. If you want me to reach out to, you know, cap or anybody like, Oh, you know, I, I I'm always down to, to link you with people i i think that'd be funny like uh when you guys when the when you guys put out your new stuff with you and cap then we need to have it'd be me you and cap on a show and i just <laughs> i just think that'd be hilarious yeah, yeah. Me, me and cap are a funny team because like like i'm so dry and sarcastic that somehow i'm the only person that can cut him down but he's like confident enough that it that it works out okay and he's not salty at me that's where that's where the show's that's where the show's smug ass name come from from one of my reviews from my old job that said i was smug and condescending in my review and and so i was like man let's just name the show that so we did so um but like i said was check it out um and anything else make sure to always check out flyover media on facebook and also um which i really haven't been using that either uh i'm on twitter at the bj robbins i'm on instagram at bj underscore robbins um we, i've just been running off really instagram more than anything um plug, plug and stuff like that so and like I said, is uh, appreciate you joining me. Hang on the line uh, uh, here in a second, and then uh, we'll finish up. But uh, all right, guys, we'll uh, talk to you later. Look, now the only way we're going to control the virus is by self-quarantine. Now this here ain't nothing like it used to I don't give a fuck about fame streams of YouTube I don't give a fuck about hoes, whips, and new shoes If my daughter ain't got food, I'm making you stew Cook, cook, chefing with my apron I go ape and let my nuts hang out Meet Legacy, Bam Bam Posse Fuck the drive, roll a broccoli As a jit, we would pitch, pedal on the strip King Joppy, my soul glow before that Jerry Karamaki It's funny, I met Poppy before I knew Poppy New shooters like McGavin, Chubbs had to watch me been flowing since Happy Gilmore was playing hockey. Big Daddy, I piss on walls against all odds. Wipe my own ass, we can take this two clocks off. Spit at the camera and flex, I go two clock hard. She busted and get trained, she a metro card. I get her the booth to work, I get in the booth and work. I don't even proof my work, whatever I jot, it works. Whenever I write a verse, I'm planning to murk to pay your grave for worse. I'm woke and it's awake whenever I say Elo with pure first. Okay, now this here ain't nothing like it used to. No, middle fingers, I'm on that move. It means you're fucking with an ass. So, what you thought we was homies, now we ain't that cool Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me
back up off me Bitch, you barely know me, don't make shit get awkward Niggas swear they homies working in the same offices It's dap the fist, coughing, that's your coughing It's the Purell flow No hand-to-hand when you was elbows Don't ever hand me your cell phone You got the memo, you be working from home You said hell yes, but your spouse said hell no Now that's scandalous, quarantine crib, can't handle it Hit food bazaar, shelves gone, y'all scavenging Young savages, Dow Jones, low averages Death rates versus recovery, no comparison Mass media, propaganda, people panicking Pandemics, election years, pick a candidate Check the pamphlet, then double check all your answers in Wear gloves, it's tough love, take no chance. Okay, now this here ain't nothing like it used to No, middle fingers, I'm on that move It means you're fucking with an asshole What you thought we was homies, now we ain't that cool yeah. Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me Back up off me, back up off me